5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. Hello, everybody. It is a Friday here as I record this, and so I hope that as you listen, no matter when it is, that um, you also are continuing to, you know, find some things to be able to enjoy in life, and not to its excess, but to be able to understand that in everything we have moderation. And that's a good thing to be reminded of as we head into a weekend. Um, But here we're going to talk about today, we're going to go to uh, uh, Matthew 18, and we're going to talk about conflict. Now, if I um, wanted to be able to put the verberations on that, I would make it sound like it's echoing conflict, 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 right? So it's a big word, conflict. Um, And what we know, um, we just talked about this in in men's Bible study, uh, not this past week, but the week before, we talked about conflict. We said anytime you're going to gather a group of people to be relational, right? to be in a community together, you're always going to face conflict. That's the first thing that you should do up front is to consider, all right, I already know that there's going to be conflict. And because I know there's going to be conflict, it means that (laughs) we're going to be able to say, how are we going to handle it? We have to, because if we're saying, no, there's never going to be in conflict. I mean, if we're the body of believers, we should never have conflict, and we should always be unit. Like, that is, it's a very optimistic point of view, but it's not realistic. When you get people in the mix, that's where you're going to always find that there's going to be conflict. People are flawed. We are all flawed. And if we're all flawed, we're going to be bringing our junk to every relationship. And our junk, when it goes to the table, like we're saying, okay, what's this going to look like now? How is this going to be playing out? And so I want to take you to a verse. uh, And it is Matthew 18, as I mentioned before, uh, 15 through 20. So if another believer sins against you, Go privately and point out that offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Um, let's let's cut it off there today. I mean, so here's the thing, and that goes on and it continues, and maybe we'll wrap that up here in a second. But what you see here is a pattern, right? So it's saying if you if somebody has sinned against you, and this is talking about the body of believers, so people in the church. We're not talking about conflict everywhere. We're not talking about conflict in the workplace. We're not talking about conflict, you know, with uh, with our neighbors. That's all going to happen too. It's a good idea to tackle that. But this today, we're talking about conflict within the church. Brothers and sisters in Christ, that's where I want you to be able to focus. 
So if another believer, right, if another member of the church of Jesus Christ has sinned against you, you need to go to them privately. That's the first step. And that's always, you know, where, you know, if somebody comes to me with an issue and they're talking about somebody else, I do want to say, have you talked to them yet? And they usually, no, I haven't taught them. Well, why are you t- coming to me right now when you have an issue with somebody else? Go to them. This is what Matthew 18 says. But here's the thing. We don't like conflict. We would rather have somebody else deal with our conflict. We would rather, you know, hey, pastor, or hey, elder, or hey, board member, like you go and deal with this conflict. I don't want it. Nobody wants conflict. And that's why I think that we have such a hard time trying to be able to walk through it is because when we get to those places that you are going to be arguing and and even discussing things that you're like, I don't want to get there. I don't want to be at that place. That's not good. And so we avoid. We avoid confrontation. We avoid any conflict. And we think then the absence of those conflict or these disagreements means that everything's okay. And you already can tell by the tone in my voice that that right there is not good. The absence of conflict does not mean peace. So Jesus is giving his followers an understanding of what needs to be done. First, go to the person in private, right? This doesn't mean go and run out there, put it on Facebook, and just let the you know all the friends of the friends see. No, go privately and talk to that person. If the other person listens and confesses, then you've won that person back. That's the goal. Our goal is always shooting to win the person back. But it says, but if it so happens that you're unsuccessful in this, take one or two others with you and go back to that person. So the one to two other people are going to ensure that this process of the church working in a unified manner They're going to say, we want to be a witness to these things. This is not triangulation because these two or three witnesses are not there to be on the side of one or the other. They're there to be able to witness the things that are spoken of. Because, and this is where it leads us to the next piece, if they still don't listen, then we need to take it to the church, right? To the body of believers, whatever part of that you're looking at, you're saying we need to take it to the church. Now, church, we're going to state the case. This is what it is. We're going to allow the people to talk and to be open. And then the church needs to make the decision, body of believers. This is what we need to do to handle this. And this is where we get the word excommunication. It doesn't happen very often, but then it says, so the, the church then, if the, this person still says, nope, I've done nothing wrong, re, um, refuses to see themselves, then they have to cut them off. 
Now, or, and this is the the tricky situation right here, right? It says, treat a person as a pagan or a tax collector. Now, this is somehow where we've gone to an extent in the church today, when excommunication does happen, is that somehow we think, now we refuse to talk to them, we turn our back on them, we have nothing to do with them. But this is where I go back to this and say, but how does Jesus tell us how to treat pagans and corrupt tax collectors or sinners? It's not cutting them off, turning our back on them. It is doubling down and adding grace to them so that they can see the love of God through us. So loving people even more is the goal. Bringing people back into the fold, helping them to be able to see, to turn, repent, believe the good news of the gospel. You see, those are the parts. God wants healthy communities, healthy churches, but a healthy church isn't one that's just sitting there and all of this turmoil underneath it, all of this conflict that nobody really wants to address or talk about because it's uncomfortable. Like somebody at some point in time, we say, we've got to have a discussion. This is family time, family meetings, and we're going to talk about some of the things that are underlying. We don't want to live in that tension. We want to live in a healthy community. Healthy communities are going to deal with conflict. Healthy communities are going to rely on the grace and the forgiveness of God. This should be central to who we are. I want you to consider that as you uh, think about that today. Think about Matthew 18. Think about the steps that Jesus takes us through. And then think about any conflict that you have within a church today, within your church, that, you're, that people are refusing to address because they're afraid of conflict. Make a plan. Try to figure out a way that you can deal with it. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Take care.